what is Pakistan? Pakistan is an idea, an idea that we lost somewhere along the way. Pakistan faces rapid inflation, rising terrorism, raging polarization, and right-wing extremism. This is not how it was meant to be. Where did we lose the Pakistan this country was supposed to be? Pakistan Lost, a new series of audio essays that explores points in our history where we lost our way, where we zigged instead of zagging, and that has made all the difference. The forks in the road, the roads not traveled by, and the Pakistan we lost. The Pakistan Resolution. Do you call it the Lahore Resolution or the Pakistan Resolution? I mean, it is quite telling that most Pakistanis do not even know what the foundational document that articulated the demand for this country is called. The Lahore Resolution was passed on 24th March 1940 at the annual session of the All India Muslim League. It was rebranded by the powers that be to the Pakistan Resolution. And the date was changed to 23rd March for reasons best known to them. The greatest sin, however, was to change the text of the resolution. And change it so fundamentally that it changes the whole idea of Pakistan. One letter, a stroke of the pen and the destiny of millions is chartered for the next century. We keep repeating that Pakistan has an identity crisis, but we don't talk about how that identity crisis was created. It was created through a forced nationalization project. But that is a lot of idea strands. Let's start simple. The question you all wonder about. What even is Pakistan? Well, Pakistan is a nation, so that begets the question. What is a nation? Historian and political scientist Benedict Anderson explores the origins of nationalism in his book, Imagined Communities. In it, he writes, quote, I propose the following definition of the nation. It is an imagined political community and imagined as both inherently limited and sovereign. It is imagined because the members of even the smallest nation will never know most of their fellow members, meet them, or even hear of them. End quote. All nations are imagined ideas. God did not put us into countries and draw borders around us. Even though nationalism tries to hark back to find a natural creation of a state, nation states don't exist in nature. They're created. They're formulated around certain myths, certain ideas, and a populace is forced to collate around those myths. Myths that exist within imagined boundaries. The Ratcliffe Award is the perfect embodiment of this idea. A white man was flown in from England and given five weeks to draw borders, dividing up 570 million people. I know people who put in more effort on a single game of risk than Ratcliffe did, sitting on a helicopter, imagining where he thinks the border should be. I mean, the fact that Firozpur is in India and not Pakistan is not the natural creation of a nation at birth. It is a matter of historical incidents. There is nothing natural about a border. The whole idea of nations as imagined communities is that even if a person in Firozpur has way more in common with a person in Lahore, that person is in the India box. So that becomes their community. And the Lahori is in the Pakistani box. So that is their community. That is their nation. Myths need to be created to hammer down the notion that a fisherman in Gawadar is the same as an industrialist in Lahore. Because they're both Pakistani. But the Punjabi industrialist in Lahore is nothing like the Punjabi industrialist in Delhi because India is a different country. Hence, imagined communities. All nations create these myths. Myths like somehow making Mohammed bin Qasim the first Pakistani in history books. 
a man who died 1200 years before the creation of pakistan somehow becomes the first pakistani that's myth making at play and it is with this myth making that pakistan has struggled the most the creation of a pakistani identity that is somehow completely new but has also always existed that is created by those who came from india but somehow is also completely different from the indian identity the vanguards of this identity are quick to label people traitors who they don't see falling into this vague category but even they have never been able to truly define what it actually means to be a pakistani what is the pakistani identity comprised of at this point people on twitter posting random things like a lums party or a yoga show on tv with the caption is this islamic republic of pakistan sounds like they're more confused than angry there's no problem in creating a pakistani identity the problem is that this pakistani identity has often come at the expense of suppressing other identities whether it is forcing uniformity in the name of unity or looking at any assertion of regional identities as being treasonous rather than uniting the masses around this myth this pakistan nationalization project has alienated most people who actually live in the land we call pakistan the enforcement of a national language is a great example on how this plays out forcing bengalis to learn urdu sowed the seeds of the separation of east pakistan even the loss of the eastern wing did not make us question what pakistan was meant to be it did not make the powers that be rethink and be more inclusive they became even more militant about the enforcement of this pakistani identity and as it often is this was conflated with the muslim identity and we saw a decade long islamization process by a dictator a man who pretended to be pious but constantly lied to the people of pakistan in his addresses to the nation hope we can all at least agree that zaulax pakistan is not what pakistan was meant to be then what was it and why did we lose it let's go back to the original demand the law resolution talking about which in the murder of history kk aziz wrote court by far the most important document of the entire pakistan movement has been misquoted misconstructed misinterpreted and distorted by all textbooks end quote the original text of the lahore resolution reads resolved that it is the considered view of this session of the all india muslim league that no constitutional plan would be workable in this country or acceptable to the muslims unless it is designed on the following basic principles vis-a-vis that geographically contiguous units are demarcated into regions which should be constituted with such territorial readjustments as may be necessary that the areas in which muslims are numerically in a majority as in the northwestern and eastern zones of india should be grouped to constitute independent states in which the constituent units shall be autonomous and sovereign end quote However in 1946 the Muslim League Legislators Conference changed states in the plural to state in the singular KKZ's argues that this change was a legal offense and they had no right to do so to some the change may seem semantic but it fundamentally alters what Pakistan was meant to be from the idea of a federation of states just by omitting a single letter Pakistani rulers became obsessed with this notion of a strong center The idea of Pakistan was already hijacked by a powerful few 
we see how people controlling that strong center now enjoy all the perks and privileges of the world while trying to control the lives and destinies of millions from the comfort of their private housing societies we never really question this model of governance i mean the biggest superpower in the world is the united states of america a country where all the constituent states enjoy relative sovereignty and autonomy with their own governments and legislation if amazon wants to build a new headquarters new york california texas all try to incentivize the company competing with each other on the business front closer to home right next door states in india also enjoy relative autonomy within the federation of india an agreement that was reached among the princely states to form the state of india the debate as to whether india is still a federation or not is something i leave to my indian counterparts what i let you all do is answer the question yourself after looking at history play out if you think the american model the indian model or the pakistani model has worked out better for the people the most frustrating part is that the model that works was the model for pakistan if pakistan had adopted what was envisioned originally in the lahore resolution we would have been a stronger union a union that all pakistanis opt into rather than feeling like colonialism never ended in pakistan just the skin color of our oppressors became slightly darker think of a pakistan where the federal government at the center takes care of foreign affairs the constitution the national defense and the states within that umbrella of pakistan are all united but there is healthy competition for business amongst them this model simply works better for our region than the westphalian state system being forced onto us by a colonial bureaucracy a bureaucracy looking to inherit the same system as their colonial masters because that is how they saw themselves as well much closer to the colonial masters than to the savage masses of this region the subcontinent was never a nation state in the same way as we see in europe it was always a loose federation where smaller states enjoyed autonomy within the mughal raj or even british india and that is the model people were under the impression that pakistan would adopt albeit with many many more facets of the modern nation state again look at india we're really not proposing anything novel here and it simply is not just a model of governance it changes the whole relationship of the state with the citizen everybody feels like a pakistani because they have a seat at the table countries should celebrate their diversity rather than force uniformity the rulers of west pakistan even saw the bengal identity as a threat to their legitimacy were always told that the creation of bangladesh was inevitable because of the distance between the eastern and the western wings of the country that argument only holds merit if we don't question why islamabad had to control everything that happens in east pakistan if our rulers were not so obsessed with the one unitization of pakistan and allowed for state sovereignty then a model where two wings operate autonomously but are still one country works mujibur rahman is labeled a traitor in pakistan but isn't that exactly what he was asking for for the rights of east pakistan as they were conceived originally in the lahore resolution even though we have raised their role in the history nobody can deny that bengalis were at the forefront of the independence movement in 1947 Here is Mujibur Rahman himself articulating what he wanted. The party leader, the question of prime minister and chief minister does not arise now. I will decide, seeing the circumstances, what I will do. 
You might prefer to be chief minister of East Pakistan. I might prefer not to be in the power at all. Binary thinking and the paucity of imagination forces us to only look at issues in terms of traitors and conspiracies. There are many ways for history to play out other than the creation of new nation states. The argument that Bangladesh was inevitable because of geography holds no merit. Bangladesh was made inevitable by the policies of West Pakistan. But we're not allowed to discuss those. Instead, we're taught to believe that Bengalis always hated us. Well, here are Bengalis after the creation of Bangladesh shouting Pakistan's Zindabad when Zulfikar Ali Bhutto visited Dhaka in 1974. We will discuss 1971 in much more detail in a future episode of Pakistan Laws. But for now, back to the current quagmire. Leaders of ethnic movements asking for the political and economic rights are seen by traitors by the state. The fear is the balkanization of Pakistan, and that fear is used to curb any dissent. Baloch people go missing, PTM is arrested, banned and harassed. and all these issues only exist because the center is so obsessed with control so much so that they repeatedly tried in the previous regime to reverse the 18th amendment make no mistake the 18th amendment was good for pakistan it should not have taken this long to devolve these powers to the provinces and now power needs to be further devolved to the local level without this the alienation that the masses feel alienation that turns into hatred for the center will only continue maybe if rather than labeling them traitors and enemies of the state let's try actually listening to them to see how things can be made better if not them let us listen to those who envisioned pakistan and let go of the fear that devolving power and empowering local governments will lead to the balkanization of pakistan pakistan is a reality it exists we are a nuclear power it won't be easy for any foreign power to break us apart any rupture caused in pakistan will be caused by within if the people in a certain territory in pakistan are made to feel so alienated oppressed and exploited that they themselves no longer want to be part of pakistan but the most powerful in pakistan fail to understand is empowered local governments will not create that violent resistance it will prevent it the way to stop separatist movements is to give movements asking for legitimate demands a seat at the table for them to feel like they have stakes in the system not to try and destroy them with brute force we saw with bangladesh are not giving people their rights led to the breakup of a country the strong center with soviet level control over everything that model failed So maybe let's try going back to the original articulation, the original idea of Pakistan, to make Pakistan what it was meant to be. If we compare ourselves to America and India, let's see what works for them, and let's try implementing that here. If the powers that be are too uncomfortable with the word state, let's call them smaller administrative units with empowered local governments, local policing, local taxation, local laws, even. and allow the provinces to then compete with each other for businesses and cooperate with each other on matters of national importance islamabad can't run the entire country in 
we haven't even been able to create a south punjab province because everyone in power is so insecure rather than obsessing over who the right masiha is for pakistan who will save us all it is about time pakistanis are allowed to run pakistan we don't need one man to fix everything we want every pakistani on every street to feel like they have a buy in that they have a seat at the table that they are pakistani and everyone fixes their own street we will be a fully functioning normal country instead of a state feeling threatened by a dank 16 year old tweeting an inappropriate meme let's go back to the idea of pakistan that we have lost and the idea of a pakistan that works not for the few but for the many the many who would feel like they belong where they live the many who won't feel like all their resources are robbed from them and spent on a select few because right now that's not how most of us feel i can never encapsulate how all of us feel so i let faz and faz do it this is what he wrote a couple of days after partition ye daag daag ho jala ye shab kazida sahar wo intezar tha jiska ye wo sahar to nahi ये वो शहर तो नहीं जिसकी आरजू लेकर चले थे यार के मिल जाएगी कहीं ना कहीं फलक के दश्त में तारों की आखिरी मंजिल कहीं तो होगा शब सुस्त मौज का साहिल कहीं तो जाके रुकेगा सफीनाए खमे दिल ट्रांसलेटेड बाय मुस्तंसर दलवियाज दिटेन्ड पिटेड फर्स्ट लाइट दिस डे ब्रेक पैटर्ड बाय नाइट this dawn that we all ached for this is not that one sure in the belief that we would eventually reach the last station of the stars somewhere in the skies arid plains sure that night's sluggish wave would eventually make beachhead sure that the ship of our sorrows would find land somewhere our yearnings drove us all on but this is not that dawn